0: Welcome to Everything Yesterday This Morning, a 15-20-minute to daily recap of headlines you may have missed. Come for the news, stay for the snarky commentary. Good morning, welcome to Everything Yesterday This Morning on Friday. I'm your host, Literally Heather. Uh, we've probably all heard the phrase, you can't make something from nothing. But in reality, the physics of our universe are not that black and white. Scientists have spent decades trying to force matter from absolutely nothing, the Big Bang Theory. And now they've managed to prove that a theory first shared 70 years ago was correct. And we really can create matter out of absolutely nothing. This universe is made up of laws that govern govern things like energy, um, charge, momentum, and so on. In the quest to fully understand these laws, scientists have spent decades trying to figure out how to create matter. Managing to do this has always seemed impossible, but it seems that the research has paid off. In early 2022, a group of researchers created strong enough electric fields in their laboratory to level the unique properties of a material known as graphene. With these fields, the researchers were able to enable the spontaneous creation of particle-antiparticle pairs from nothing at all. This proved that creating matter from nothing is indeed possible, a theory first proposed by Julian Schwinger one of the founders of quantum field theory. With that knowledge, we can hopefully better understand how the universe makes something from nothing. So, I always like to throw in a little science. You guys know that about me. Um, okay, Iranian authorities said three people, including a member of the security forces, has been killed on Tuesday during unrest sweeping the country. As anger at the death of the woman in custody of the morality police fueled protests for a fifth day. Protests erupted on Saturday of last week over the death of Masa Amini, a 22-year-old from Iranian Kurdistan who died last week after being under arrest in Tehran for, quote, unsuitable attire. It's my understanding she was not wearing a hijab. Officials have denied that security forces have killed protesters, which is a lie, the videos are all over the internet. Um, access to the internet, though, has been cut in the Kurdistan province, a move that intends to hinder videos from being shared in the region. And my guess is that it's an attempt to limit communication as well. The internet shutdown observatory NetBlocks and residents have said that Iran has restricted access to Instagram, which is the only major social media platform. That Iran does not actually or usually block. A senior official said recently it had about 48 million users in the country. Amini's death has unleashed anger over issues including freedoms in the Islamic Republic and an economy reeling from sanctions. Women have waved and burnt their veils during protests, with some cutting their hair in public. These protests have engulfed much of the country. Prompting confrontations as security forces have sought to suppress them. Amini fell into a coma and died while waiting with other women held by the morality police, who enforced strict rules in the Islamic Republic requiring women to cover their hair and wear loose fitting clothing in public. Her father said she had no health issues and that she suffered bruises while she was in custody. Videos have shown demonstrators damaging symbols of the Islamic Republic and confronting security forces. One showed a man scaling a building and ripping down uh, an image of Khomeini, who founded the Islamic Republic after the 1979 revolution. While I don't support U.S. involvement in other countries' political affairs, I think speaking out and educating ourselves in the areas we are lacking is also still important. There's not enough reporting with regards to what's going on in Iran. 60 Minutes decides to put on a scarf and interview a dictator. Instead of speaking with the family of Masa Amini or citizens living under an oppressive regime, our administration is crawling on its knees to make the Iran nuclear deal happen instead of blacklisting their Ayatollah. Um, I'm going to have a guest on my podcast next week to discuss the situation in Iran and what the future of the country and the people look like. Uh, You'll want to tune in for that one. Crude oil stockpiles in China are falling and signaling that the country is gearing up to export mass volumes of fuel. Roughly 1 million barrels per day have left Chinese stockpiles in the last three weeks, according to data from Vortexa. Inventories hit 909 million barrels as of September 15th, the lowest since May. Both oil refiners and traders in China have applied for an additional 15 million tons of export quotas. At that amount, year-to-date allocations would match full 2021 levels. That could mean Beijing is preparing to unload a huge amount of gas and diesel to the market to help boost their own economy. The depletion could also be a seasonal adjustment. The level of crude leaving stockpiles is too high for China to approve um, for export, according to JP Morgan. China hasn't fully tapped into its crude stockpile as the country continues to recover from COVID, lockdowns, and a battered economy that has slowed domestic demand. Um, Judge Terry Doty ruled that the federal government cannot require Head Start program teachers, staff, and volunteers to be vaccinated against COVID-19, nor can it require adults or students to wear masks. His order permanently enjoins the vaccine and mask mandate in 24 states. In his ruling, he wrote, quote, "The public interest is served by maintaining the constitutional structure, and maintaining the liberty of individuals who do not want to take the COVID-19 vaccine. The public has a liberty interest in not being required to take a vaccine or be fired from their jobs. The public interest must be considered before allowing agency defendants to mandate vaccines. Although vaccines arguably serve the public interest, the liberty interests of individuals mandated to take the vaccine outweigh any interest generated by the mandatory administration of vaccines. Although President Biden recently declared the pandemic is over, and then the people who are actually running the country behind the scenes immediately had to come out and walk back his statement again, the fight to restore Americans' individual liberties is not over. While not enough, this decision is a pretty substantial step toward undoing the injustice perpetrated against everyday Americans. I'd honestly, I'd, I'd like to see more. I'd like to see Anthony Fauci sitting in Guantanamo Bay forever condemned to wear the suit and his little socks and loafers that he was photographed in that pool or next to the pool in that vanity uh, magazine. I'd like to bring back waterboarding Maybe a little Ling Chi, considering uh, his proclivity for working with the Chinese. Blood Eagle with all the salt. Anyway, Kim Jong-un has ordered all citizens to produce 100 kilograms of poop every day and deliver it to their local government officials. Not going to lie, I'd like to send a huge pile of shit to my uh, government officials, too. According to The Sun, North Korea is facing a shortage of fertilizer to support its agriculture. In an effort to turbocharge the farming sector, the dictatorship is turning to cheap manure. Radio Free Asia reports the inability and frustration of the North Korean population in meeting the surreal daily quota of 100 kilograms. For those of you who don't know the conversion... Um, that is the equivalent of 220 pounds of human fecal matter, or just fecal matter, it doesn't have to be human, uh, per day or three tons per month. He's a kind dictator, though. If able bodied persons cannot fulfill the daily quota themselves, they can instead deliver 300 kilograms or 660 pounds of compost instead. Citizens are also able to pay in cash as compensation in case they do not have the feces to meet the respective quota. Also, according to the radio station, increasingly more workers in North Korea are asking to be paid in poop rather than in cash at their workplace just to be able to meet the unbelievable quota from the government. The state has mobilized everyone to focus on this as a national priority at the beginning of the year. However, people are becoming incredibly frustrated because they're unable to fulfill the demand of the government. The quota is set so high with the intention that people could pay in cash instead. Cash payments exceed the value of the manure that actually ends up being delivered. So people are saying that the regime is just using the quota as a means to collect more money from the citizens. Shocker government wanting more money from its citizens? What world is this? Uh, Cooking chicken in NyQuil cold medicine doesn't sound very appetizing, and the FDA wants you to know it's definitely not safe either. Although, I think after the Tide Pods and walking on milk crates, it's maybe just best that we let nature run its course. Let's test Darwin's theory for real. The agency issued a warning about videos that have surfaced on, you guessed it, TikTok, and it challenges people to cook chicken in NyQuil, which contains acetaminophen, dextromethorphan, and doxylamine. Boiling a medicine can make, this is a a direct quote, boiling a medicine can make it much more concentrated and change its properties in other ways. Even if you don't eat the chicken, Inhaling the medication's vapors while cooking could cause high levels of the drug to enter your body and it could also hurt your lungs. TikTok slapped a warning on the challenge known as hashtag chicken that says some online challenges can be dangerous, disturbing, or even fabricated. Learn how to recognize harmful challenges so you can protect your health and well-being. NyQuil Chicken was supposed to be a joke. It was originally posted in 2017. But, you know, like I said, Tide Pods, milk crates for months, face planting on the ground. It doesn't give me much hope for where this challenge will end up. Uh, Rick Lemos, this this is an interesting story real fast. Rick Lemos and other directors of the Shasta River Water Association broke the law They made a decision that under most circumstances might be considered unusual. They sent a letter to authorities explicitly stating what they intended to do. The California regulation they would defy was an emergency order in response to the state's drought, in effect forbidding ranchers and farmers in this stretch of land near the Oregon border from diverting water from the Shasta River as they have done for more than a century the association sent a letter to the state water board that said, the curtailment has dried the Shasta Valley to the point of endangerment to the health and life of the public and residents who live here, with apparent disregard to the livestock and pet health within this watershed. Simply put, the lack of water is drying up livestock feed and forcing livestock to be sold because they can no longer withstand the poor conditions. Rangers collected water for a week, risking fines of up to $500 per day. With wells going dry and ponds emptying, they viewed the penalties for taking water as a small trade-off to protect their animals and livelihoods. We decided to bite the bullet. We got no other water source. Regulators, environmental groups, and indigenous nations I'm sorry, that was a quote from Rick. Regulators, environmental groups, and indigenous nations in the region say the diversions came at a much greater cost, a risk to fish, including protected salmon species for whom the river is a crucial habitat. David Webb, who is with Friends of the Shasta River, which is an environmental group that monitors the river, said, quote, What we're seeing is the sort of response we're going to get when with climate change when it lands in people's laps and they are individually faced with consequences they don't like. We'll see see people going their own way, and I think that's worrisome. Yes, of course. Not signing up for groupthink and hive mind narrative is worrisome, dangerous even. However will we ever achieve a completely communist state if we continue to have people to do what it takes to thrive independent, Of the government and people like David telling them that they're subhuman. The governor has declared a drought emergency in their county, and state authorities adopted rules requiring the Shasta have minimum flows of 50 cubic feet per second in the summer months to aid in the survival and migration of fish and authorized the curtailments. For months, the Shasta Water Association, which represents more than 100 farms and ranches in the valley, complied with the state's orders. But in mid-July, the association, for the first time, faced a complete curtailment, which was a devastating blow. Mr. Lemos said, We followed the rules all along. We always have. I understand the river and what's going on, and I try to comply with what we're supposed to comply with. His family has had a ranch in the Sis- siskiu I think that's how you say it, Sis-Kyu, I don't know, county since 1904. Ranching in the region has always had ch- its challenges, but the last few years have been the worst he's ever seen. The ranchers had been getting by, but with no water, the situation quickly became impossible. People were selling their cattle and spending tens of thousands of dollars on hay and water. Another gentleman who serves on the board owns an organic dairy in the area and said he was spending nearly four times as much on hay and his cows than he normally for his cows than he normally would. Man, I'm struggling today. With the increased costs coupled with low milk prices, the outlook for his family's business was dire. Perhaps the government shouldn't be getting involved, allowing nature to run its course in situations like these always seem like the best option to me, but never seems to be the way that things are handled. That is your Friday edition of everything yesterday, this morning. I love you guys. I hope you have a great weekend. I will not be back until Monday. Um, You guys take care. And if you are on Twitter, um, we will be having our Liberty Happy Hour spaces this evening at 10. I look forward to seeing you guys there. You guys have a great day. If you like today's show, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Also, please don't forget to check out ShouseInTheHouse.com and never forget that free men do not need permission from any government. Have a great day.